Okay, everyone. Good morning. Uh, thank you, everyone, who arranged this. I know a lot goes in even to a small thing like this, so everyone, thank you. Uh, today is Yom Yushalayim, as everyone knows, and I just wanted to learn a little bit together inside from these different sources. It's also Erev Shvuis, so we'll have a Rus connection, obviously. And uh, we're going to see a little bit from uh, Rav Kook, Rabbi Nachman, the Ramchal, classical Chazal, and a... Uh, I'm just really excited to be here. Here in uh, Ramapei Chemish, we, we made Aliyah around two years ago. And uh, it's such a unique experience being here. It's awesome, you know. And here in Ramapei Chemish, it's a self-selecting uh, group of Olim that everyone has come from wherever they come from. And it's really, uh, it's really amazing. It's the best of the best, you know. It's the best people. It's the best of Am Yisrael that come here, choosing to live here choosing to set up their lives here, raise their family. So it's really, uh, it's really a privilege to be here. So uh, let's go back over here. It's not numbered. You know, sometimes it comes unnumbered. I don't know. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Hopefully and then everything will come together. Let's go back to the beginning. Let's go back to Yushalayim, to the beginning. Hops on the scene in the first source over here, Beratius. Everyone knows this Pasuk, an inspiring Pasuk. It's the Pasuk that Am Yisrael is still living today. The conversation between... Abraham and Hashem, Hashem and Avram, Vayomer Hashem and Avram, Lech Lecha Ma'artzacha, Mulaticha, Mubesa Vicha, Eretz Asherecha. Go from your house, from the place you're born, your father's house, and go to the plan that I will show you. Be'eretz Asher Areka, the land that I will show you. We all know the Rashi over here. Rashi says, Why didn't he show him this? Go, go, where am I going? You know, you pack your kids up in a car. So, okay, we're going on a trip where? You know, and I'll tell my kids, I don't know. So for me, they're already used to that already. So they start rolling their eyes. I'm like, you know. But over here, he packs up. He starts going to the land that I will show you. He doesn't know the exact place. Uh, and that's usually how we learn this Pasuk. But the Ramban on this Pasuk says, Eretz Asher in the next source, just skipping to the bottom, Kisham Ha'aretz Asher Yurenu Be'emes. In that place, Hashem speaking and saying, the place where you could see me. Be'eretz Asher Areka, not in the place that I will show you, but in the place that you will see me there. But Ereka, I will make myself shown to you. Here in Eretz Yisrael, specifically in Yerushalayim, it's Yom Yerushalayim, but really everywhere in Eretz Yisrael, it's the place where Hashem reveals himself to us. As we all know, there's a certain hashkacha, there's a certain emuna, there's a certain Torah being in the bones of Am Yisrael, here in Eretz Yisrael, Be'eretz Asher Reka, in the place where Hashem is Megala himself, reveals himself to Am Yisrael in this place, in a place that no one's, a place like no other. It's there's this famous story I saw brought in the name of Rav Kook, and uh, I've, I've heard in the name of Shlomo Karbach, it could be he used to say it in the name of Rav Kook, but uh, there's a famous story that uh, they used to ask, Rav, Rav Kook said, what's the difference between the mountains of Switzerland and the mountains of Eretz Yisrael? So he said, in the mountains of Switzerland, you call out to them. But the mountains in Eretz Yisrael, they call back to you. The Eretz Asher Areka, in the land where I will make myself shown to you. In the land where there's a Giloy, a Kaddish Baruch Hu, there's a relation of Hashem, of a, uh, a, uh, a Giloy of, of Hashem's light and a moon in this world. Next we have this famous piece over here, another well-known piece, an Orot from Rav Kook, Orot Eretz Yisrael. I remember the first time I learned this, this, this piece over here. It's the first piece in Oro. We're going to see it inside in a moment. And it was just, it, it was just like knocked me off my socks, you know? I just felt his words going straight into my heart. And it was just such an amazing thing. And 
It's, it's incredible, you know. Eretz Yisrael, Einenu Davar Chitzoni. Eretz Yisrael, it's not just an external place. It's not just a superficial Davar Chitzon. Kinyan Chitzoni Leuman. A place where a nation could just acquire. Rak Betorim Tzari Lematara Shel Hidgadus HaKlali Vechazkas Kiyuma HaChamri Oafilu Ruchni. It's not a means to an end. It's not, okay, we have a land, so now we could be a nation, we have a land, that's, that's something, that's a big thing. It's not just a place where here in Eretz Yisrael, I could use it as a means to an end where I could be more spiritual. I could use it, right, it's not just something that I could become more holy, I become more spiritual, I become more connected in Eretz Yisrael. It's not just that. Eretz Yisrael hi chativa atzmutit. Eretz Yisrael is bound up in the life of our nation. Eretz Yisrael is an inherent part of our existence. It's connected with all our souls. When a person comes back to Eretz Yisrael, when a person lives in Eretz Yisrael, they're reclaiming a part of themselves that was lost that they weren't able to reclaim in Chutz La'aretz. The entire land itself is essentially bound up in our souls, we are one with the land, and the land is one with us. It's like Rabbi Nachman explains, the famous thing, Rabbi Nachman says that the spies, they said, it's a, Eretz it's a land that eats its inhabitants. It doesn't mean here that the people are worn out. That's one way to learn it. But he, Rabbi Nachman says that just like when a person eats food, that food gets absorbed into their bloodstream, and it becomes a part of you, right? As they say, you are what you eat. So too, a person who lives in Eretz Yisrael, they're able to be, become one with the land. The land absorbs them, breaks them down until you become one with the land. That Eretz Yisrael is an essential part of every single one of us and who we are and our life force, our souls are bound up and can be one with the land. It's amazing, right? Because you usually think of Eretz Yisrael like, okay, so our nation could come here or I could be more spiritual here. But you don't think of Eretz Yisrael as reclaiming a part of yourself that you didn't have access to beforehand. And when we say Eretz Yisrael, what do we mean, what do we mean by Eretz Yisrael? We're just talking about the, see, we're going, it's not just the spiritual aspects. It's not just the place for us to be more spiritual. So what do we mean? Rabbi Nachman says over here in Chaim Aran, he says, it's Rav Nussin speaking. It's a conversation that Rav Nussin had with Rabbi Nachman, for the years who don't know, Rabbi Nachman was Rabbi Nachman's main student, and he was a scribe, essentially. He wrote everything down. And Mar B'zu HaLashon, Rabbi Nachman said this, Misha wrote Yehudi, a person who wants to be a Jew. Who doesn't want to be a Jew? Who doesn't want to be, everyone wants to be a Jew. Misha wrote Yehudi, Dehainu Leilech Medarga Ledarga, to go from level to level. E Efshar Ki'im Al Yidei Eretz Yisrael. You could only do that through Eretz Yisrael. You could only go from level to level to be a true Jew in Eretz Yisrael. And when you win the war to get here, then you're called a man of war. That everyone here knows the difficulties and the challenges they came to uproot their family, to come here, the sacrifices it takes to live here. And like I said to my wife when we moved here, I'm like, we won the war. We're Ishmochamas. We won the war. As Rabbi Nachman says, you have to gird yourself with weapons of war. And a person who comes to Eretz Yisrael, we won. You won the lottery, everyone. We won. We won the war. We won the battle. The main thing is to be here to reclaim, reclaim our souls. Peace continues. The Achar, Shegamar HaTorah, Achar Kach, Be'esa Sicha. 
And then afterwards, when Rabbi Nachman said this, Rav Nassim said, he, he asked Rabbi Nachman, what are you talking about? What, what was your intent when you say that Eretz Yisrael is so big? Now that's the main battle a person could wage is the battle to get to Eretz Yisrael. What, what were you referring to? Like what spiritual grandiosity thing were you referring to? The garbi, the and he screamed, he shouted at me, and he answered. The Amar Kavanasi Hazos Bifshitus. My intent when I speak with Eretz is the simplicity. Im I'm talking about the rocks. I'm talking about the stones. I'm talking about the houses. I'm talking about the tile. I'm talking about the floor. I'm talking about the buildings, the constructions. When people think of Eretz the spiritual heights, it's not about. It's even the physicality in Eretz Yisrael is infused with Kedusha. So much so when Rav Nassim asked Rav Nachman, he says, he says, when you're talking about Eretz Yisrael, what are you talking about? He goes, I mean the rocks. I mean the houses. It's like last year with Shemitah, you know, it's like, it's the, such a funny thing. Like you have a cucumber that grows right here and now has Kedusha to it. There's Kedusha Shashvitz, there's a Kedusha Sa'aretz, that even the physical ground, you have something grow anywhere in, the, anywhere in Eretz Yisrael, something just, you know, sprouts up, little cucumber, you know, it has Kedusha. It's amazing. It's like uh, when we lived in the States, in the five towns, so like uh, my kids were eating, uh, my kids were eating uh, peppers on the steps, like on the stoop of the house, you know, and one day, uh, it was like a spring day, it was in the summer, peppers started sprouting up from the ground, you know, because they were chucking all the garbage on the floor and the seeds this way and that way. And uh, peppers started to grow in the ground. So that's an amazing thing, right? But a pepper grows here. It has Kedusha. Same dirt. <laughs> dirt in the five towns, dirt here. One Kadush, one not. So it's an amazing thing. Rabbi Nathan said, I'm talking about the houses. I'm talking about the uh, Kedusha. That even the Gashmias is filled with Ruchnias over here. And I wanted to... Over here, we're going to learn a little bit. It's a little bit more technical of a piece, but I wanted to share with everyone about the Makor of Kedusha, the source of Kedusha. That this is from a sefer called Mishkanei Elyon from the Ramchal. It's an awesome sefer. Uh, his, it's his Kabbalistic description on the third base Hamigdash, based in the Psukim of Yechezkel, where at the end of Yechezkel, he goes into uh, all the, the third base Hamigdash, whatever it is. So Ramchal wrote an amazing sefer. It's very heavy on the math. But there are some parts that are not mathematic for those who are not good with math, like myself. Uh, he writes over here, he's talking about the actual creation of the world. When the Matzil, when Hashem Yisbaruch wanted to create this world, he created these Eser lights known as the Eser Spheros, the ten Spheros. Uh, and from these spheros come out like branches of a tree. The whole world is rooted in these Esther spheros. Until, because it's rooted, it's like the Chedush Arim said, this world's like an upside down tree. That the roots are there and everything comes out down below. Right? So everything can become a Merkava Kedush. And this is going to become clear as we learn. And the last light that Hashem created was the one where He revealed Himself in the world. He went through all the Alamos, Atsiya, Bria, Yisir, and Asiya, the four worlds. And the last one was called the Shechina, that everything's rooted in. Because this 
Shorish, this root of the Shechina, it's like the Eim Habanim, because just like a mother watches over her children, so through the Shechina watches and protects Klai Yisrael. And you should know, there is one singular place that is known, that all the spiritual neural synapses that were happening in the upper world when Hashem was creating the world, there's one place where all these places come together. And that spot is the porthole. It is the place of entrance where everything in the world is entrenched and rooted in. That all these lights, these esospheres, these spiritual lights, they come down and are get rooted in one place. And every single thing on earth is rooted and entrenched from all the heavens down to this place. When all these roots gather to one place, they come to this place and they come like a rock. And this rock is so, so precious, it's so, so valuable. It's, it's filled with delight and splendor and desire. And this is the Evan Shasia, the foundation stone, right now in Al Aqsa Mosque on Harabayas, the Makkah and the Kodesh Kedashim. And this rock is in this world. It's in the place of the Kodesh Kedashim, like I'm going to explain. So you see, all the spiritual lights from all the worlds, I kind of think of it like a, uh, you know, you're running uh, internet cables, you know? And you have all these internet cables in the, business, in the business and in the building, and they're going and going, and they're all coming in, but they all have to go through the router. All those cables run through the router. And uh, Evan Shasia is the router of Kedusha for the entire world. Evan, the Evan Shasia, all Kedusha comes from Harabayas. All Kedusha comes through, through the rock of Evan Shasia, out to Yerushalayim, and from Yerushalayim to the rest of the world. If a Jew could come close to Hashem in Hawaii, Shem Havaya, so in the farthest place, I think it's the polar opposite of uh, Eretz Yisrael on the map. It is, right? So uh, if a Jew could come close there in the most far out places in the world, it's only because it's rooted in Yerushalayim, it's rooted in the Evan Shasia, where all the spiritual supernal lights come. Thank you, Sam. Uh, we'll just read a little bit, read a little bit further. And from that, lines go out to the whole world. And it goes out like these invisible roads. It's like this Wi-Fi network that kind of, you, you know, you get Wi-Fi here, you get Wi-Fi there. This invisible network of spiritual lights comes out through the Evan Shasiyah. And he explains the neurosynapses. There's one road that leads to another road that leads to another road that leads to a side road that leads to that. And all that gets rooted from the Evan Shasia. All that gets rooted from the Makor of Kedusha itself. And now we come back to Avraham's story. 
We come back to Avram's story. Be'eretz asher reka. Go. Where? Where? Avram's entire life, he was searching for the umbilical cord of creation. He was searching for the place where the divine ideal enters this world. And that's Vayare es hamakom. When he's bringing Yitzchak in order, he sees the place. The place. What's the place? It's the place where the divine ideal enters into this world. It's the place of Harabayas. It's the place of the Evan Shasia. It's the place where all Kedusha is rooted in for the entire world. It's amazing. It's amazing. amazing. And I like to just switch gears a little bit because we are talking about Yerushalayim and it is Erev Shavuos. It's only appropriate to share a little bit about Rus. And this was the... This was... It's only appropriate a little bit to talk about Rus. And we know the underlining theme of Rus is what? It's Geula, right? It's, it's, it's Eretz Yisrael. It starts, V'hibi mei shofet shvatim v'yirav ha'aretz v'yelech ish mi beis lechem Yehuda l'gor b'stei moab hu v'yishto shnei banav. Right? And it was the days of the shofet, the shvatim, right? Where they judge their leaders. A little bit similar to nowadays. I always think that parenthetic, like Sefer Shoftim is like one of the most relevant nowadays because it's like all these micro scuffles. Like there's no like real leader. What? Okay, yeah, there's no Melech and there's, you know, there's micro scuffles between us and we don't fully have the land. We do have the land. There's all these little things happening, right? Okay, that's another topic, but it was the day when they judged, when they judged their leaders. Right, you know, Rashi brings over there. Why does it say V'yelech Ish? It doesn't say, doesn't say his name. We know who the man was. We know he was. Asher Godo Hayaparnas Ador. He was a very wealthy individual. He left Eretz Yisrael. He left Eretz Yisrael. And because of that in the Megillah already, and it says when he left, he lost his fortune. He lost his kids. All the, he went to live in Moab for some odd reason. You know? And uh, of all the places, you know, you got to go to Moab. You know? and, uh, but it's all explained because I'll explain really what was going on behind the scenes there. It was uh, uprooting. He, he knew that Mashiach would come from Moab and Dovra Melech, and he went there specifically to bring the Geula because it was during a hard time. But either way, it says, Vayelagish. He left Eretz Yisrael, and through the story of Megillah, we see Naomi's uh, shame and embarrassment that she has to face in order to return back to Eretz Yisrael and all the calamity that happened to them. It says in the Pasuk, we continue, just in the same Pasuk. Right, I didn't print it over here, but I just wrote it in the notes. The Ramad Wali brings, why is it called Beis Lechem? Bethlehem, Beis Lechem, the house of bread. Because Beis Lechem, it's the Makor of Kedusha, right? All Kedusha, it's the house of sustenance, the house of bread. That bread and Parnassah all comes, comes Beis Lechem, comes from Eretz Yisrael, just like we saw in the Ramchal. The Ramad Wali, parenthetically, who writes this thing on Beis Lechem, he was one of the as Yuri knows, Yuri was at the caver. I hope one day to be Zohar to go, right? And uh, he was a Talmud of the Ramchal, the Rod Wali. So Al Derech, his Rebbe, he writes that all the Kedusha goes out through the neural synapses. That's why it's called Beis Lachem. Wanted to share a little bit more. It says just uh, a little bit of the story outside. I know everyone's, you know why, bad joke. You know why we read Rus on Shavuos? To connect us to our roots. I know, it's terrible. It's really, really bad. Okay, a, uh, in the story, it's really bad, I know, it's, it's terrible. A, uh, in the story, uh, at the end of Rus, in the, in, as the story's winding down, so what goes on over there, right? Rus, she sees that uh, uh, Naomi tells her daughter-in-law that, you know, there's a guy named Boaz, Boaz, and him is everything. We know what a, what a great tzaddik he was. 
right? And there's a guy, Boaz, and he could be your goel. And if he takes you in, you know, he explains the whole thing. If he takes you in, go down to his field and go see what's going on there. And maybe he'll be your true redeemer. Maybe he'll, he'll be your true goel. Just going to read a sick of inside over here for a second. So this conversation, as I was mentioning before, this conversation, the whole, the whole Rus is really about Geula. The whole Rus is about the seeds of Mashiach, right? And it's brought Naomi, is, right? Different people take on different metaphors. And sometimes, this, sometimes different people take on the same metaphor. Like it's brought Naomi is Naima, that's Ka Yisrael, that their mitzvahs are Naima. You know, their mitzvahs are, are beautiful, right? Then they... Uh, there's Boaz, is Boaz, sometimes it represents Hashem Boaz, sometimes Rus represents Klai, so it depends, different parts of the story, different conversations happening. But a, uh, in the third parak, it says like this. <clears throat> so Rus goes down uh, to meet Boaz. Rus goes down to meet Boaz. And he wants uh, to be, she wants to be redeemed. She wants in. She wants a husband. So Boaz says back, you know, I could be your Goel. I could be your redeemer. But you know, there's another redeemer that's closer. Sleep the night. Right? Uh, stay the night until the morning, until the boker. And imi galecha tov. If, if, this is a play on words over here, because, right, if you get redeemed, then good. Right? But we know Rashi says, tov, he, uh, I think his name was Solomon, maybe, I don't know, whatever it is, tov was really the guy who didn't want to redeem her. So he didn't, that was actually his name. His name was tov. So imi galecha tov. If tov, this man, individual's name named tov, then, then, then yigal, then you'll be redeemed. And if he doesn't want to redeem you, then I'll take it upon myself. I want you to stay here to the night. So we're going to see the Rav, Rav and Bartanura. Uh, he gives an amazing parish on Rus. It's awesome. You know, like the guys usually think of the Rav as like the parish on Mishnayis. You know, that's what he was doing for it. But like, it was Gavalt Makovolt. You know, he, he brought out all sorts of sodas. It's amazing. So his parish on the McGill is all filled with gems. A, uh, so just going to read inside over here. So the Rav explains that this is really a conversation about the final Geula. This is a conversation about the final redemption. Just inside. Right now you should know I could redeem you. But you should know there's another redeemer. This is a conversation that Hashem has with Am Yisrael. You should know I could take you out. Hashem says, I could take you out. I, I could bring you out of Gullus, you know. But you don't want me to take you out. There's a, go, there's, a go, there's a geula that's close. There's a geula that's close, right? We know Chazal say, if Kal Yisrael does tshuva, then Hashem takes everyone out. At the end, Hashem says, I'm going to take you out anyways. You should know, I'm going to take you out. But there's another redeemer. There is a redeemer that is a little bit closer, and that's if you all do tshuva, Right? Lini Alayla, stay the night, meaning to say it's supposed to be the night of Gullah. Stay until the Boker, until the Boker of Gullah, right? And the Boker's 
kind of what we're in now. We're in the Boker of Geula now. Stay the night, and if not, Boaz says, I'll take you out anyways. Don't worry. There's, there's going to be the dawn of redemption. And we'll just read this inside because the words are just so amazing. Amar Kaddish Baruch di'i goel ki ligmor Hashem says, if I'm going to take you out, I'm going to take everyone out. I'm going to start the job. I'm going to finish the job. But the geula that I'm going to bring, that's going to take some time. Not so fast, right? We're over 2,000 years later since this story happened. It's not going to be so fast, right? Because when I take you out, Hashem says, right? Hashem is encouched as Boaz, right? 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 That's even if you throw their Rishayim, I'm going to take you out. Right? I'm going to take out even if even if they're doing the worst of Eris, even if they're doing all the things that they wouldn't do. That's the gula that I'm going to bring. I'm going to do it for my namesake. Right? But there you should know there's another gula that's even closer. That's if everyone does tshuva. Then you'll take. Then I'll take you out. That type of geula could happen on any day, any given Sunday, as they say. That the Jews do tshuva, right? They keep two shabbosim, the union of tshuva, right? They do tshuva. Then I'll take you out. Therefore, stay the night. Right now, you're in sitting in Gullus the way you're supposed to be. But it's going to be morning. And there's going to be the boker of Geula. There's going to be the dawn of redemption that's going to take you out of this long Laila. This long Laila that we're all still in. I would be, I would add to say, you know, it's been a long night, you know. It's been a long night. And here we are in Eretz Yisrael. Here we are being Mekayim, the Divrei of Nevi'im, the beginning of the Divrei of Nevi'im. You know, in, in so many ways, right? The Navi Yeshaya says one day there's going to be streams in the desert, you know. Just go out, irrigation, streams, plumbing. It's like amazing, you know. There's going to be women and children playing in the street, right? They're going to build Eretz Yisrael up with nicer stones, Right? And this is the gula of Hashem Yisbarach. This is the gula of Rus. This is the gula of, right? If Tov will do it, that'll, that'll be fine. Everyone do tshuva. You know, but you should know, if, if not everyone does tshuva, I'm coming for you anyways. You don't have to worry, right? This was the hope of Avram Avinu. This was the hope of, of Lech Lecha Ma'artzecha. I want to see the divine ideal manifest in this world. I want to, I have this, this hope, this yearning, this longing to, to come close to God. The Eretz Yisrael is not just a place, a gathering place. It's not just a place for we could come together as a nation. It's not just a place for us to become more, more holy or more spiritual. It's that we're able to find ourselves through the land, find ourselves through the Kedusha that's manifest through the Evan Shasia, right? It's like... It's you know, parenthetically. I once uh, I once saw you know brought down the Chassam Sofer. He says that there's an Indian to be niskarev to kedusha, you know, like the closer you get to kedusha, physically, like that's good, you know. So here we are in Eretz Yisrael. It's an amazing thing, and that just provide us with so much nachama, so much hope, so much happiness, so much simcha to realize what we're doing here, you know, with all the difficulties and all the nonsense that happens, you know. It's just, it's amazing anyways, though, you know. It's like we have to open up our eyes and have this bigger amuna, this broader amuna, this wider perspective, this das, this, these hasagas. I want to end with a poem. It's a little bit of an unusual poem. I saw this poem. For those who grew up in the States, you 
probably heard of this man, but uh, I found this poem and it, it resonated a little bit and it had to do with the, the dream of Avram, it had to do with Geula a little bit. It's a poem by Langston Hughes. Uh, who are here to Langston Hughes? Heard of Langston Hughes? Okay, we have someone who heard of Langston Hughes. A few people heard of him. What? You wouldn't just kidding? <laughs> alive. He's still alive. No, he's not still alive. I think he's buried in the south someplace. Yeah, yeah. Poem from Langston Hughes, a short poem. It's called Dreams. Um, he wasn't writing about this, but, you know, it just it, it reminded me of it. Hold fast to dreams, for if dreams die, like, like is a broken wing. Hold on. Hold fast to dreams, for if dreams die, like, like, like is a broken wing bird. Life is like it, like is a broken wing bird that cannot fly. Hold fast to dreams, for when dreams go, life is a barren field frozen with snow. I'm gonna read that again, right? Hold fast to dreams, for if dreams die, like life is a bro- life is like is a broken winged bird that cannot fly. Hold fast to dreams, for when dreams go, life is a barren field frozen with snow. And I think. The hope of Eretz Yisrael, the promise of Eretz Yisrael, the promise of Yerushalayim, even nowadays, has given hope, right? If you don't have hope in your heart, you don't have that dream, that vision of Avram Avinu, the vision of Am Yisrael throughout all the generations, right? For when dreams grow, life is like a barren field frozen with snow. You don't have the hope in your heart. You feel down, you feel depressed, you feel sad. You get overwhelmed following the political situation or whatever it is. It's fascinating. Hey, uh, but the hope of Eretz Yisrael, the promise of Yerushalayim, the promise of Avram Avinu, right, that everyone is still struggling with, right? Lech Lecha everyone should come here and engage in the conversation of Rus and Boaz, the conversation of Am Yisrael and Knesset Yisrael, how we're longing for Geula, we're longing for Hashem. And uh, with that, everyone, good Shabbos. Shabbos. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.